2: Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
1: Time now for the Yahoo Sports College Podcast with Dan Wetzel. That would be the craziest scandal ever. You're going (laughs) to prison. Because you wanted to help recruiting to a high school. Pete Thamel. Sergeant, we got enough Molly in here for a three technique. Uh
2: And SI's Pat Forty. The North Pole Space Hurricanes. Yeah, they'd have to play in the same conference with Maine. They'd have home and home with Maine. Here's Pat, Pete,
1: and Dan. Uh, Welcome to the pod. We got secretly recorded high school coaches in Georgia. We got Les Miles getting fired. We got all the important news of the week to get to today, and uh, we're going to get to it. Yeah, so. yeah. But first, Dan,
2: first things first. We will get to the important news, but we we got to start with the the gambling debacle that occurred <laughs> over the weekend, as. FCS degenerate mania has overtaken the pod here. Can you can you please explain
1: yourself? I I I we're not I'm not discussing this the situation. <laughs> I'll discuss it for you if you want. I have I'll no t- comment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You know, it overtook the podcast to a point where Pat Forty threatened to leave the group text because he did. The Gardner web Vichrow is so hot, but I knew it was an empty threat because we all know Pat Forty is not technologically savvy enough to
2: know how to remove himself from a group text. <laughs> no, I, I actually have done that uh, uh, for political reasons from another group text.
1: But all right, all right, all right. I'm going to talk about it. You want me to talk uh, about it? Yeah, We're yeah. We're going to about talk it. about it. All right. You can't handle the truth. (laughs) Gardner Webb needs to shut down as a university. There is no need for Gardner Webb to exist. That's my feelings on Gardner Webb. What What the hell is a Gardner Webb? I go to Gardner White Furniture to buy my bedroom set. Gardner Webb. What? Sully, you're with me on this. Uh, Let me break the whole thing down. It is all Pete Damos' fault. It's all Pete Damos' He gives a tip. He has a tip, a hot tip, a hot gambling tip comes into the group thread that Gardner Webb, which smoked nationally ranked Elon last week in FCS football, is playing Presbyterian on Saturday, and Presbyterian no longer gives scholarships. They're not even a scholarship team, and we got a decent FCS team. It's at home. I do further research. Gardner-Webb's at home, and Presbyterian has COVID issues. <laughs> Their non-scholarship players aren't even all there. <laughs> Sully and I take the bait. Did I bet $200 on freaking Gardner-Webb? Yes, I did.
0: We <laughs> were betting against the high school team.
1: What the hell
2: happened? <laughs> you were betting on a high school team against a high school team. That's your problem.
1: <laughs> Touche. Gardner, Gardner Web Webb,
0: won,
1: by the way. I think Gardner Webb won the that. game. <laughs> they won the game in freaking overtime, which is even worse. Because at the end, Sully and I were so hating on this game, which we're both watching on ESPN Plus, wasting a Saturday, that we started rooting for Presbyterian because we hate <laughs> Gardner Webb. You say. Oh hey, you're biased. You hate my school. That's not true unless you're a Gardner Webb fan.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. No, this was this was beautiful. The the text chain when when Dan showed a picture of his of his investment on Gardner Webb. I knew we were in for some some entertainment. And then when it when it was just going south, but yeah, but first like the 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 text chain was completely hijacked onto other FCS minutia. That's when I threatened to leave. When, like <laughs> I, I'm getting text after text after text about FCS football minutiae. And I'm like, I I cannot handle this. But then it really started getting good when Gardner Webb, and I don't know, I know neither Gardner nor Webb. I, I don't know who these people are. Uh, but their their fine university in Boiling Springs, North Carolina was coming up short, and the anger was 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 rising from Dan Wetzel and from Sean Sullivan. And I can appreciate that and identify with it since I have been that person before on bowl pool picks, horse racing bets, et cetera. But it was high comedy listening to them absolutely hate Gardner-Webb uh, with the heat of a thousand suns as they were failing to cover whatever the number was.
1: Twelve and a half. Here's Twelve the situation. A it, wasn't that, counting? it wasn't like an upset that Presbyterian was good. Presbyterian was every bit as bad as we thought they were. <laughs> Gardner-Webb, they, okay, first five drives by, by Presbyterian, four three and outs, and then all five are punts and four of them three and outs. Gardner-Webb gets into Presbyterian territory, all, every possession in the first half manages seven points. There's an interception. There's a goal line stand. Later, we have a block field goal. We have a missed field goal. We have every freaking thing go bad. <laughs> they have a quarterback. They have this one wide receiver who looks like you could play for, like, you know, playing the ACC. He just keeps getting open deep. Saul, you were watching this. And then the quarterback touchdowns. would throw it. Overthrow him by 10 yards. Like, there's no—just loft it up there. What are you doing? <laughs> who is the quarterback coach for Gardner-Webb? <laughs> I just kept on saying, "Oh God, another drop touchdown! Oh, another oh, drop it, it, touchdown!" That's true. When it hit guys in the hands, like, <laughs> and then when they lined up for that field, I'm like, "Go for it! Go for it!" Like, "Oh, we're gonna kick the field goal!" And of course, the announcers, you know, they always love field goals. No one wants to go for it on fourth down. Not the announcing crew. <laughs> oh, they did. They, but they threw a fade on the one yard line. They went for it. Well, that was that other one. That was on the one. But they try the field goal. I don't want the field goal. And they get, of course, gets blocked. I'm like, "All right, we get the field goal one more time." They should have beat. Presbyterian 45 to 7 we would have made our money and and, and, and it would have been great but instead it's all Pete's so, fault so
0: this is where I need to inject some uh, useless minutiae into the podcast because that's sort of my role we all like to play our roles here Gardner Webb is coached by who was going into last season, and then I, I think he still is the youngest head coach in the country. You know, gentlemen,
1: this is
2: where I almost checked out of the of the ch- uh, text. Yes. but go, go ahead. Sorry.
0: By, he's yes. texting so, with the guy during our the listener quarter. i like, take that as a cue to, to, to go to another podcast uh, in, their, <laughs> in their feed. Uh, it's coached by Trey Lamb, son of uh, legendary Southern coach Bobby Lamb, and I believe he's 29, <laughs> and he's the head coach of Gardner Webb. One could call him like the PJ Fleck of the, uh, the SES. He really has that program energizing going. They are actually talented. I did go peek to, to get a little window into Dan and Sully's misery on Saturday. I couldn't help it. I had some college hoops games on TV, and I called up my ESPN Plus to uh, to, to watch it. So it will be interesting to see. We'll call it the 40 grudge. Pat holds, like, unusual <laughs> grudges against bowl teams. Eastern Michigan comes to mind if they if they oh. ruin his bowl pool. We'll see oh. if the 40 grudge principle holds for Dan on Trey Lamb. As the podcast goes through the years, Trey Lamb is an ascender. He'll be rising through the ranks. to be at a Sunbelt school soon he'll be at an acc
2: school soon how long will dan hold the trey lamb grudge well how can this guy ascend after failing to cover against the presbyterian team with no scholarships and covet issues
0: he i mean he did, win. he did win pat
1: his career should be over 500 <laughs> something yards forced like i mean the whole thing was just unbelievable they rolled up 517 yards of total offense and had six sacks and picked off two Presbyterian passes and somehow had to go to overtime to beat these guys. It was just a they, – they smoked them. They're probably not that bad. They just were bad when I bet on them. Here's
2: here's the, here's the problem that I see. Like I'm reading about Gardner-Webb now. This place is way too wholesome to be good at football. They have – the, among the traditions of the school, pancake bingo – Every semester on the Monday night of exam week, the students gather in the dining hall to play bingo and eat pancakes. Popular tradition. There's also the Miss Gardner-Webb pageant. Baptist University, I just think they're, they're too wholesome. They need a little more edge to be good at football and to cover 12 and a half or whatever.
1: We don't know what entails winning Miss Gardner-Webb. That's really the... <laughs> well- I can People. go in a lot of different directions.
0: People. Didn't they? Didn't Gardner Webb make a run in the preseason NIT to MSG like 15 years ago? Does that ring a bell to you, Pat? Um, um I
2: I know they beat Kentucky under Billy Billy Gillespie. That's that's the only yes. thing I really remember about yes. Gardner Webb. But and they did make the NCAA tournament a couple of years ago. Pulled off some big upset. I actually watched the championship game where they played phenomenally this yeah. was like two or three years ago
0: chris holtman was on that staff when they beat, yeah the company, i believe i believe yeah. mike Nettie yeah. was also on the high state staff was on that uh was on that gardner webb staff so we have love for boiling springs we have love for boiling springs dan will get over it um as i often tell uh, our <laughs> listeners apple stock is at a three-month low it's a good time to buy it so take your t- take your 200 beans dan Buy a, buy a share of Apple stock and watch it rise.
1: Uh, betting on FCS football is stupid. Wasting my <laughs> Saturday watching FCS football to monitor my bet is even dumber. Yeah. Although I did watch the Jackson State Grambling game, which was very good. Very entertaining. <laughs> Coach Prime's got, the, got the, the Tigers 2-0, so that was good. And he's uh, also got me 3-0 in the picks. Thank you. Thank you very yep, much. So, that, yeah, that was a win for those of us who believe in Jackson State. So, Anyway, I, I I need a hobby. I need the weather. I need to get back out on the golf course. This is this if I'm going to blow 200.
2: <laughs> yes, at least blow when you're in control of the money, where you're you know you're driving and putting will decide. What was I
1: thinking? What was I thinking? You guys scoffed at me immediately. You're like you're a <laughs> moron. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, that's not true, I huh? said the dog. I just jumped in. No, jumped in. I, I actually benefited the most because I was super entertained at these guys just
1: being irate. <laughs> I knew we were in trouble when Presbyterian just kept on converting on third and fifteen, and I was like, "All right, <laughs> late in the game, cover. they're running claw." Ah, oh, the whole thing. <laughs> All right, nobody cares. <laughs> See the difference between you guys is Pat would also have a grudge against the
0: defensive coordinator for blitzing on three and third and fifteen. Oh, that would require <laughs> Eastern Michigan, looking-
1: baby. Living in infamy. Require me looking up the staff. I'm not. I'm just. I'm <laughs> over them. They don't exist in my world. They're dead to me. Okay. They Gardner Webb has been eradicated. Before, Gardner Webb Bulldogs. All right. Oh, and the and Presbyterian called the Blue Hoes. Yes. <laughs> the Hoes. Yes. Yes. Two out of three Hoes are mad. <laughs> um, I would not have bet against them if I had known that was their nickname. I don't know the I don't know where this is all coming from, but I would not nick, go against a, a team like that. You take right, right, on the get, blue hose, you
2: take your chances.
1: Yeah. All right. Rush Rush Prost. He is a um longtime high school coach in the South. Briefly, we had a reality show on MTV that people may remember on the when he coached at Hoover High School in Alabama. He won a bunch of titles there. Uh, and then I don't know, he got uh, there was some controversy. He has a lot of controversies. Oh, yeah. he left There's a few. I mean, he's I got a few. Say, he it was went to Col- marital,
0: is that right? There was an and extra marital, to roll around,
1: slam kind of the Secret like family. family. Oh, yeah, it like was a
0: secret family? family. That's right. I think God, it was the I, second that family. That would have been an emergency pod back in the day. The secret <laughs> family.
1: There's a lot of
0: risk there. <laughs> That's
1: like, never <laughs> a good one. That's never a good one. The second family. Then they went to Colquitt County in Georgia and uh won a bunch of. Did really well. One team got rolling. Then he, uh, there was he lost his. He got banned as a coach, like or a teacher. He lost his teaching license. Another big scandal. There was owing back taxes. Lost control of the team. He was providing medication to players, allegedly, according to the school superintendent. Then he goes to Valdosta, and also in Georgia, big school. Uh, They they did real well. All right. So Rush's coach, Coach Prost, is is. Secretly taped, there's a secret, secretly taped conversation between him and a guy named Michael Nelson, who used to be the Valdosta club, touchdown club director in the conversation, all sorts of different allegations coming out of, uh, out of rush. Nick Chubb got three different $60,000 payouts to return and play at Georgia for a year Uh, He says Kirby Smart's got this money down in South Georgia where they're paying recruits 90 to 150 grand, and he can run it through all these rich people in South Georgia. He says he learned that trick from Nick Saban, who's got the same deal going in Alabama. Bear Bryant Jr.'s name is in there. There's one allegation that the my favorite, the Hoover Police Department, was seizing drug money during traffic (laughs) stops and using it. (laughs) Giving it to rush to pay players to play for Hoover High School, okay. Now forget all the other stuff. There's a federal crime, yeah, like, I think. Here we go. Like, forget, forget Nick Chubb. Wait, what, right. Sergeant? <laughs> we got enough Molly in here for a three technique. <laughs> we need a new QB. Uh, let's find some drug trade going through yeah. This whole the whole story, that story doesn't really make sense. Is a lot on here now. People complain about media. Mainstream media sucks, right? Mainstream media sucks. The mainstream media, and and I'll ask this guys journalistically, we've all done tons of investigative reporting, particularly in this space, college, high school, work together on many of them. We've done many of the biggest stories in the last 20 years in this space. You get these kind of tapes, and if not a tape, at least the allegation, fairly regularly. Someone's saying, You know how Kirby Smart gets all his players? No, how? He's got a bunch of rich guys in South Georgia, runs it through. Okay, and and which guys? What? How? Mm. Who? Like who? Which player, right? What you hear on the tape would be dismissed by any mainstream media organization. No one is printing this thing. However, social media, which supposedly is the greatest thing on earth. Yeah, you just run it. (laughs) So it's out there journalistically though I'll ask each of you I'll start with you Pap Well, I look at it, I go all right rush pros uh, sort of credible sort of not credible here's a guy not he doesn't know what he's saying on the record is on the record he's trying to get money out of this touchdown club very he's talking hearsay double hearsay telling tales I wouldn't go very far with this your thoughts on this if this was a if this was brought to you as a story because I there's all this like why isn't this a bigger story? Why isn't everyone writing this? Why the NCAA is gonna kill Alabama? Like, dude, there ain't nothing here. I'm not saying it ain't true, but right. your thoughts, Pat.
2: That's exactly it. Is
1: do I think this is plausible? Yeah.
2: Is it provable? Hell no. I mean it's it is so far from something that like we would publish. And I mean, a couple of years ago, we had some, we had a we've had a lot of information come through regarding college basketball. And some real long discussions of what we could do and not do, and we we we've, we've erred on the side of caution far more often than otherwise, uh, and they're with good reason. Because if you're wrong, it's bad. If you're wrong, you ruin your credibility. If you're wrong, you get sued. There's so little context to the you hurt takes. their credibility.
1: Absolutely. Not fair to Nick Chubb. Not fair to right No, Absolutely.
2: There's so little context to these tapes. You know, you don't know the setting, the surrounding, the, 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 what what the discussion is, is going on, who exactly is involved, you know, and then the specifics. Where does the money come from? Where does it go? How does it get there? All those sorts of things. So there is a lot that is just completely unknown. Now, you can try to follow up on it, certainly, but this is completely unsubstantiated – Somewhat needle in a haystack, stemming from a guy who is not the most credible human being. Now, again, I, do I think he could? I could I can envision all this being true. Absolutely. Is it quite possible that that's the way business gets done in the SEC? Wouldn't shock me in the slightest. But the idea of turning this into "gotcha, Georgia," "gotcha, Alabama." Uh, is is really not there? There's just there's not enough substance to it. There's not enough you can you can build a credible story around. And you know that's the thing. I, you know there are plenty of websites that did exactly what you said It's just throw the audio on there and say, oh boy, this sounds bad, but we don't know. Well, Yahoo isn't doing that, and Sports Illustrated isn't doing that, and neither's a lot of other people.
0: Yeah, it's it's a fascinating window. Uh it is certainly journalistically thorny and uh we don't need to go over all all the reasons uh, again you guys covered it uh covered it really uh really well. But I do think like you know, when I sit around with basketball coaches, they're always like how do football coaches get it done? You know what I mean? Like this is like a, this is like the never-ending bar conversation of college sports <laughs> yeah. until in theory these black markets come to light. Now in theory, That's gonna happen. But at the same time, if there is a star running back thinking about going to the draft or staying at an SEC school and he can get 180 grand under the table, you think he's gonna want to go to the car dealership and sign autographs and pay taxes? No. Like this world will still exist. That's my that's my theory. So journalistically, this isn't a gotcha. Alabama's not going on probation. Despite all the text messages I got Sunday about this, uh, is not going on probation. This is not going to be the downfall of them. I think it should be viewed as a interesting potential window into how business gets done. But there is not enough there is not enough credibility uh, behind it. I don't know. Old Rush is going to have a lot harder time getting getting work in Georgia and Alabama in the next couple of years. I can tell you that <laughs> because uh, yes, you could the, the way he. Just so openly talked about. well, I need a little bit of cash and twenty five hundred a month. and We got it up to four thousand in the cell phone. Like that, talking about an operator man. Like that to me was almost the more fascinating part of like how this guy. Well, uh, you you could see how he'd have a secret family. Let's put it that way. That was like it was like <laughs> he was just he was just rolling. He was bringing the guy in. He was selling them. It was uh, it was
2: interesting theater. Yeah, bad journalism, good theater. I will say it. Uh, it did call to mind Lane Kiffin's. A side comment before they played Alabama about, huh, I wonder why none of the Alabama players opted out. Isn't that interesting? That's amazing that they <laughs> kept all the players from opting out. I, uh,
1: I Yeah, I I don't doubt at it all. It's all true. I mean, I hope uh, if Nick Chubb wants to come back, get good. Get to the 180 <laughs> or whatever, but it's just like, it's just not a story. Man, if someone gave me that thing, I'd be like, uh, what are you going to do? Call everybody up? Right. They all deny. They deny they're on the tape, <laughs> right. right? I mean, <laughs> that wasn't me. I mean, you know, like you need paper trail. You need, you need, you need a player like a Nick Chubb saying, "I got paid hundred and eighty grand, and here are the checks." And then they'll still deny it, and the and the university well, that was a disgruntled this and every. I mean, like, we have FBI wiretaps of coaches talking about making <laughs> offers and they aren't fired. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got Will Wade <laughs> talking about how he made a strong-ass <laughs> offer. And LSU goes, yeah, well, what? what's that? Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> right. very inconclusive to me. I just don't. I mean, we had in the Arizona finally released its allegations. One of the allegations was Sean Miller did not do a good job monitoring contact between Book Richardson and Christian Dawkins. Sean Miller is <laughs> on the phone with Christian Dawkins himself. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. There's plenty, plenty of context you... by the head coach. Like, he's on the phone. They don't yeah. care. So, great, funny little story. Ain't going anywhere. Uh, the idea that you're just paying high school kids to move to town. Possible. Not naive. But I kind of feels like it's a coach who wants some slush money that no one's paying attention to because – He's, and uh as for the Hoover police, uh <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> yeah, that might be a place to start, really. If you
2: if you want to dig into this, that yeah. might be the place to start. Our, our friends at al.com. That that's gonna be some
0: real like I'd imagine that stuff has to be tracked pretty closely, right? If you pull over a, a drug dealer with like a couple briefcases of cocaine and 150 grand in cash, I don't think you can just like funnel it to the slush fund, right? Like I would think there's <laughs> gotta be some procedures there that do more than uh, allow you to get a rush
1: end. <laughs> Says uh, you had 150 grand it's only 100 grand here. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. look at our linebacker <laughs> over at the high school. Yeah. Like, if, if I'm a cop, okay, um, maybe I just don't understand the love of local police and the Hoover Buccaneers, but uh, <laughs> if I am going to risk stealing drug money and thus risk going to prison as a police officer... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would think that's a fairly miserable existence. Prison sucks for everyone. It really sucks if you're a former police officer. That would be my guess. If I, I am going so. to risk that, and I'm thinking the Hoover police, it's not like, you know, they're making a livable wage, but that's about it. You're going to risk all of that to help the local suburban <laughs> high school football team? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you're gonna steal it, steal it for your family.
2: Yeah, no. right.
1: Get a lake yeah. house, dude. Who
2: cares? <laughs> yeah, high. for your condo at Muscle Shoals, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hoover High? Come on, now. What? That would be the craziest scandal ever. You go into prison because you wanted to help recruiting to a high school. <laughs> that would be good. It really would. <laughs> you're the dumbest. You should be in prison for being stupid. That's dumber than betting $200 on Gardner West. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Speaking of stupid, Les. Oh, boy. I did not see the plot twist where Les Miles would become creepy old man. I thought you were just this harmless, eccentric weirdo who ate grass and told bad jokes and wore your hat weird. Uh, Les Miles turns out to be a creep. And now is fired at, uh, at Kansas. You probably know most of the story. Uh, back in 2013, uh, allegations of, you know, I don't know what you want to call them, sexual harassment, sexual appear. Uh, uh, I mean, he's, he's propositioning kids, uh, young ladies. He's trying to get them to go to his condo. He's telling them that he's going to help their career. He's telling only have certain, you know, women that look a certain way can work in the office the whole thing's just pathetic. It's honestly just pathetic. Doesn't seem like uh, Les got very far with most of his propositions, but uh, we don't know the whole extent. There's probably more. Terrible. Of course, it's LSU. Joe Oliva, the AD at the time, wants to fire him. It's the same guy who basically got run out in a power struggle with Will Wade. Poor Joe Oliva,
0: right? Of the power struggles with Will Wade, I think Joe Oliva was generally unpopular and the Will Wade thing caused enough of a schism. I don't think Will okay. Wade ousted right. him. But yeah, like okay, I, right. yeah, I agree. You've got Joe Oliva is an out. unlikely hero. Let's put it that way. If you were going to cast
1: someone as like the ethical paragon of a story, Joe Oliva would. I wouldn't even call him a hero because you could also just resign. You could just be like, Correct. this place is absolutely yes. nuts. I yes. got a now, head coach doing word, this. But like the ethical compass, yeah. like, no, the ethical hey, this compass is bad.
0: And if it comes out, it's going to be really bad. So, I'm running now. Yeah, yes.
1: ethical compasses. I'm out of here. This is this is awful. I mean, literally, people wonder how these things happen. Like everyone goes silent, right? And 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 I know this is not. Uh, this isn't Jerry Sandusky, quite. This isn't that. But you can like what? Like how, how do you know? Like this guy talk about the red flags. Well, what else is going on? What else do we not know about? Um. Anyway, Pete less done. Yeah.
0: Less has earned every bit of the infamy he's brought on himself. And less is not going to be a TV commentator. Less is not going to be in commercials. Less is not going to be in football. Less is just going to disappear from the football space. And he earned it in every in every bit of it. I'll, I'll be very curious to see what Kansas has to end up paying him. It was It was a pretty interesting dynamic with the university and coach. Kansas doesn't want to go to court because they got just totally blasted in the in the David Beatty thing when they like the AD got depositioned and then they got mocked. We had some fun with that on the podcast. The AD who ran his like really intensive search. Couldn't remember the names of the other guys he interviewed. Like no AD in no university wants to be deposed, right? So. Kansas is gun shy from that. Les is owed about eight million. They they said they're gonna release it sometime soon. What they ended up paying him. It'll be pretty interesting because Les has like no leverage other than Kansas doesn't want to go to court. Now Les really wouldn't want to go to court either. He's just probably gonna to go to the beach and and you know and live the rest of his uh and live the rest of his life. So yeah, a uh a, a just a you know, not the ending I expected for Les Miles. I mean, Pat, you know Les Miles. I know Les Miles has been around him for 15 years. And again, we don't really know these people. Ross Dellinger wrote a good column about it on SI. He had covered him. I've sat in Les's kitchen, you know. But, like, we don't know him. We cover them. We, we write what they allow us to see, but we don't really know, you know, who they, who they are. I really think with Les Miles, sometimes guys— you know, coaches have reputations. I can't say I had heard a ton about Les Miles. A few people said to me, oh, yeah, this was kind of known. I, I don't know if, if you'd ever caught any of that, Pat. I really hadn't, just in terms of uh, in terms of how he acted and, and, and treated people. But, yeah, it's, I mean, with the Les conversation, it's almost
2: short. Like, yeah,
0: this happened, he's gone, and he's not coming back.
2: Yeah, no, I, I really, I hadn't heard any of that about Les. And the th- you know, the thing that, I guess, stuck out, is that basically Les tried to institutionalize creepiness as 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 a way of of operating the football building? You know, I want the blondes with the big boobs on the staff in the football staff. You know, and it's like, what really? I mean, that's going to be the modus operandi that you're going to state that you want. I mean, that's pretty astounding. And yeah, for the I mean, LSU just basically swallowed it. And you look at that university and the way they've handled things. Now we know going back to 2013 and, and all the way through, you know, the sexual violence uh, from a student body standpoint and from a football and athletics standpoint involving football players and then uh, involving Will Wade and the scandal there. I mean, they've put up with a lot, pretty high tolerance level at LSU. And so, yeah, all this comes out. And now, yeah, Kansas, Kansas has absolutely no choice but to do what they did. And the next question is how long, Jeff Long? can uh, can keep going as athletic director because somebody somebody would have to explain to me what Jeff Long has done right as AD at Kansas because I don't see anything. I mean, you inherited a basketball juggernaut. You haven't done, done anything to screw that up, although now that juggernaut is facing major sanctions in the middle of a huge uh, investigation. Uh, the football situation, you got rid of David Beatty and you tried to trump up Basically, sanctions there to use that to not pay him. That backfired when you lost the court case, and I believe the settlement was two point five million. I don't know two something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you go piece. get yeah, you go get a less you go get Les Miles, who was a name, but I'm not sure anybody thought was still going to be a good coach. You plug him into a place where you've got to work extra hard to try to get up off the bottom. He didn't do it. And now all this blows up, and you got got to get get rid of him. Who the hell wants Jeff Long picking the next coach? That, that's well said, Pat. And uh, just
0: calling around, uh, you know, Kansas is the only uh, the only job open right now. A lot of people are curious if the AD piece is going to open or not. And it's amazing how far Jeff Long has gotten, accomplishing so little. Somebody joked to me the other day, like his biggest moment, his biggest accomplishment in college football was firing Bobby Petrino, who he hired. Who everybody knew Bobby, Bobby Petrino was just like an ethical pit of a human. Bobby Petrino ends up getting in the motorcycle accident, had a mistress, hired his mistress, got in a motorcycle accident with her, lied to his bosses about it. And then Jeff Long gets paraded around like a conquering hero for having the ethical guts to fire him. I remember, I think it was Charles Bloom was the SEC PR guy that I'm like, what a brave statement he came out. No! Like... My God! Like Yahoo would throw me in the street and tar and feather me in thirty seconds if I did a third of the things Bobby Petrino did. Anyone? Somebody works at Morgan Stanley. Somebody works at H and R Block. Somebody's a teacher. Like a you know a business, whatever. Like it was just it like that. Really? Other than other than being named to the head of the College Football Playoff Committee, so he had to like set up and answer questions about like. Standings for, for and he did TV a poor problem? job
2: of that, by the way. Yes, he did a yes. very poor job on camera. I mean, on yes. camera so he was good I was like, job.
1: You can't do a good job at that. I'll well, you probably that. can't. But, <laughs> but of all the guys this. that did it, why he are was you spending good. two days a week yeah. doing another job? Why would anyone sit on that committee? You have <laughs> a job. Do your job. <laughs> I could not. I've said this before. None of us would be allowed to just join another job for two days a week. <laughs> <laughs> Tell our bosses we're going to be on the NSA basketball committee. I can't work three days a week. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. What? So, despite like a pretty
0: solid history of gross incompetence, the real thing that has Jeff Long in trouble is that Bill Self doesn't really like him. Now, I, I, you know, there's like, there's no like check a box, yes or no. Do you like him? But like, we know who has stroke there. Remember the Snoop Dogg incident oh, where, yeah, yeah like, Kansas sort of like over apologized. That caused some tension between those two. I can't offer like, you know, a relationship status update for Facebook right now, but I would generally say it's complicated there. And Bill Self versus Jeff Long, even Bill Self like being buried under TJ Gasnola inspired sanctions still's got a lot more stroke than than, than Jeff Long. So I'd be stunned. The other thing you can do is just hire a real adult football coach here in, in the short term, squeeze in spring practice if it's Willie Fritz or Lance Leipold or Skip Holtz, Troy Calhoun, somebody who basically doesn't, like, need the, the the Linus blanket of an AD or has been around, around long enough, and then they just kind of sputter Jeff Long out. Because here's the fascinating thing about this whole thing. And if you want quintessential, like, college athletics, ridiculous corruption that would never happen in like real world. This is what Kansas is facing right now. If you decide to let Jeff Long make the next football hire, despite a career of uninspired and bad football hires, you risk owing him about six more million dollars because his contract is tied to the amount of sanctions Kansas basketball gets from the NCAA uh, from the NCAA investigation. So maybe in the next year. I mean, it's only been four years. So what? You know, why not take a little more time? Jeff Long is going to get three or four more years at $1.5 million a year tagged onto that. that
1: so the Kansas administrators
0: have to look in the mirror and say, not only do we want this guy, but we want him for a long time <laughs> because we we're contractually tied to him. So not only is Jeff Long massively overpaid, but he had a genius ninja write his contract. So like the, the one of the reasons he read him was maybe you just don't like him that much and you don't want him for they could get five years probation, right? Is that crazy, Pat?
1: To think that no, no, no it's not, not probation, yeah. of course not. It was probation? a great contract yeah. he pulled over on, on the yeah. yeah, great, great contract by him. He also had this statement, that uh, maybe he oh. had a different st- statement, but the, the one statement they put out, oh. yeah, it's unbelievable. This is his statement on this. Okay, so you're you have to fire your coach who's now had all of these accusations of sexual harassment, inappropriate being a a a boss, absolutely creepy behavior and the statement is I'm extremely disappointed for our university fans and everyone involved in our football program. This is the one thing Jeff Long has done well at Kansas, he made Kansas the victim, remember? yeah, oh the yeah. Victim, oh, victim yeah. mentality at Kansas. We're we the poor to downtrodden JO. There's a lot of young talent on this football team. I have no doubt we'll identify the right individual lead of the program. We will begin a search for a new head coach immediately, with an outside firm to assist in this process. We need to win football games, and that's exactly what we're going to do. Period. End quote. Now, maybe he said more. Nothing about, we're going to launch an investigation into Coach Miles' behavior since he got here. Because he may have sexually harassed all sorts of people at this university. He may have done all sorts of crazy, like, like where's that investigate? No, nope, no mention. We we're disappointed in the in the the people who had to deal with Coach. You know our our sympathies go out to this. And nothing. We gotta win some football games. You never you know win football. Bring Mangino back. You guys don't win football games at Kansas. That's he's is he getting fired because you don't win football games? It's just like I I just look at the situation and 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 all the comments from LSU people and and these are well meaning people who came forward eventually. Or were interviewed in this investigation, uh, you don't want to hurt the the program. You don't want to embarrass the school. That's why we didn't say so much. What the hell? We have gone through in college sports some of the most horrific things: Jerry Sandusky, Larry Nassar, some of these things that have gone down. Oh, athletic, the the old football trainer at the University of Michigan, Ohio State, massive horrible scandals, and you've got people. In this time, looking at people, looking at a head coach and saying, that's inappropriate, but I don't want to say anything because I might embarrass the place. You don't know how inappropriate it can get because I've sat in those courtrooms and it's freaking horrific. We're still doing this in college athletics. We're still doing this. Let's protect less Miles. Screw less Miles, man. I hope what we heard is the worst of it, but you don't know. And when Les Miles gets away with something, somebody else sees that and goes right, hey, hey, you can do this. This is okay. I'll take it worse. And I just don't even know how this is still possible in college athletics, but here it is. Because they would have gone after some kid making 50 bucks. But right. had, we all want embarrass the school. Yeah. Okay. When you're yeah. protecting these guys, that's what you're doing. Where's yeah. the investigation of in Kansas into what Les Miles has been doing the last two years? Unless you all of a sudden think, Old less got religion when he showed up in Lawrence.
2: Oh, that well, doesn't that would, make any
1: sense. did isn't how it works. 60 well, they, something they, years old and you're hitting on college girls. The
2: signature, the signature sentence
1: of the of the quote is, you know,
2: we need to win football games. When that's what the that's what the mentality is, then okay. At
1: Kansas. At Kansas. At Kansas. You quite honestly, you don't need to win football games. No. We've proven yeah. that you will, <laughs> it's not a prerequisite to make yeah. tons of money. Yeah. Right. We need to make sure Oklahoma allows us to get in on their, on their TV deal. <laughs> yeah. We need to maintain a very, very
2: good relationships with Oklahoma and Texas. That's what we need to do. <laughs>
0: yeah. These are the last four football coaches at Kansas. Turner Gill, Charlie Weiss, David Beatty, and Les Miles. They went 21-108 in 108 with a pair of winless seasons, including last year, and no season with more than three victories. I believe that's an 11-year run, if my
2: memory serves me right. Twenty one and one (laughs) oh eight makes Rutgers look like Alabama, (laughs) makes Oregon State and Duke and Vanderbilt look like powerhouses. I mean, that is unbelievably inept. Incredible. Yeah. Who would you hire, Pat? Oh, gosh. Anybody that would come take the job. I mean, I thought I think your logic was good that you go get somebody who's a veteran of how to run a program. And say, look, just you know, help us out. Take this job. We'll give you five years. We'll give you more money than you're making by a long shot. Give us stability and respectability, and that's all we're asking for. Is this the time where somebody in the Power Five hires someone
0: from a military academy? Mm, Be a good identity, discipline, respect, like development. I I don't know. I'd hire the guy from Gardner Webb. (laughs) (laughs) They're 2-0, oh, man. They're a
1: juggernaut. They're 2-0. They're 2-0. worst uh, and irredeemable 2-0. Oh. Play this year's Yahoo Fantasy 50K Tourney Pick'em Contest for your chance to win cash prizes. The bracket with the highest score will win the grand prize of $10,000 and a Las Vegas getaway. It's free to enter. There are over 10,000 cash prizes awarded to different people. Sign up now at tourney.yahoo.com attorney.yahoo.com. All right. uh, Last week at some point or recently, we talked about the University of Texas and the Eyes of Texas fight song saga. Uh, A lot of controversy. I'm not going to rehash it all here, Uh, but there were those crazy emails from just idiot boosters threatening their money uh, there's, you know, will will the song get played this fall? Are you expected to? Are you required to? The school came out with a lengthy report, fifty-eight page report on the eyes of Texas. Now, this is I love universities. Like, we're going overkill on the like, we're gonna re- fifty-eight pages on a song, fifty-eight pages. <laughs> like, and I mean, <laughs> they they worked
2: on this for like months, right? Yeah, yeah, fifty-eight oh, yeah. pages, months, number of people involved. I mean,
1: yeah, I probably spent a couple million bucks on a song. Hey, really? fifty-eight. We got researchers around here. Good, good on Texas for doing this. So I, I, in an effort to, you know, it's like uh, the twelve-step program of like don't gamble. I need to do things. So <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm taking a little break on the sports wagering. Taking a little go. break. Good. So I, I read the report. Very thorough. Very well done. Uh, very interesting. They end up with their recommendations. A couple basic things about The Eyes of Texas is uh, there's no link between the song and Robert E. Lee. Very low likelihood that Robert E. Lee created the song The Eyes of Texas Are Upon You, or the, the the words, which was a which was a key element that people suspected and why they were very, very opposed to the song. Now it is on it's set to the tune of I've been working on the railroad, which has racist lyrics, but this is just the tune. They determined that it's probably because it's really easy for bands to play. I've been working on the railroad. Um, I can't even believe we're debating the song I've been working on the railroad <laughs> in 2021, but here we go. Um, <laughs> it was played in minstrel shows with actors in blackface, extremely racist, but it was not designed for that. So it's like they kind of co-opted the song at a time. So these are these are the facts they came up with, which I I like because I don't like I said last week I don't know what I don't know anything about this song heard it, but I didn't pay any attention to it. So their recommendation is we got to teach, we got to educate, keep the song, but don't ever make anybody. We're not doing one of these forced North Korean propaganda. You must be patriotic things. I don't know whether that'll go. I don't know whether they'll play this song. I don't know whether all the players will walk off. My guess is if you leave it open to people who want to sing it or not, no one will sing it. And it'll just die off on its own. Um, but we'll see. But it was a pretty interesting uh, debate. Now, at the same time as this, which I think, you know, like I said, like, what's your record? What's your reasoning to keep this? OK, well, here's your reasoning to keep it. All right. I'm going to consider that what I'm not going to consider these moron boosters. At the same time, what the school should do is call up the dead. That one guy who, you know, was just, I mean, I don't want to repeat the language, right? Yeah. And yeah. tell him to take his million dollars and go stuff it somewhere else. Yep. And ban him. You want to buy a ticket? StubHub, right? Like, get out of here. We don't need your million dollars. Like, there's got to be a medium here. Because we just need, you know, some rich boosters sending off racist emails. Like, screw you. But that doesn't necessarily mean we got to get rid of the song. So I don't know what they're going to do. It's a song. I literally <laughs> don't care. I, I get the tradition, but I just don't even... Uh, there's a million country music singers, rock music, it's a million singers and musicians in Texas. Have them write a new song. Find a song written about Texas. The New York Yankees play Frank Sinatra. You know, like yeah. the Boston Red Sox have uh, have Sweet Caroline. Why? Who the hell knows? Like, you know, find a song about Texas and play that. Make that your fight. West Virginia, they got... John Denver, great song. It's awesome, right?
0: It's not even about West Virginia. It's about the
1: West part of Virginia. Virginia, Yeah, right. No, and John Denver's from Boston and
2: lived in Colorado. Colorado, and yeah,
1: yeah. right. But like, if that's it, may find a song, man. Yeah. Get rid of it. But I, so I don't care. But interesting thing. Thoughts on the report.
2: You did the public service and the podcast service by reading the report for us, because I did. I admit I did not uh, been running around this morning, but I, I I welcome a thorough report on it. I think, you know, without knowing for sure, I, I, I would imagine they put very smart people uh, on this and gave them a lot of time to work on it. And their conclusions are probably well based. I also wonder if this is a conclusion that people very much wanted to come to. Was that, you know, we, we do not want necessarily to reach a conclusion that we repudiate this song and are therefore doing away with this song. So uh, the I, the most important takeaway from this whole thing is, to go to your point, it should be optional for anyone involved. For the athletes, do you want to stand there or not? It's up to you. And if you don't, we're behind you, not Hey, we really wish you would do this, or we want you to do this, but whatever you choose to do is fine with us. To the people in the band, if you don't want to play it, you don't gotta. Take your piccolo and walk out, that's fine, you know? Uh, And then to the fans that that want the song, you, you can ask yourselves, why does it matter that much to me? And come up with your own conclusion. So let everybody make their own adult decisions about this and, and move on. And I, I agree with you. There there could end up being a, a perfectly fine alternative that presents itself eventually on this. And if they, if you're a booster or a alum or a donor, whatever, and for some reason you have this extreme attachment to that song, again, check yourself and say, does it really matter that much? Am I really going to, like, stop enjoying Texas football because some 22-year-old from... Uh, Fort Worth, that's our star receiver, is not standing there doing hook'em horns for, you know, two and a half minutes. Who the hell cares? And why do you care, people? So
0: I did not also read the report. Um, I appreciate the factual basis. I appreciate Texas looking into it. The report has nothing to do with emotion. And the players at Texas felt like this was a racist song. And that's why they wouldn't stand. So you can go do all the research and homework, but you can't change the way that those players felt. And I really think that has to be at the core of the decision-making going forward here by Texas. If I'm Chris Delcane, I look in that locker room and I say, all right, if you feel like this is racist and you feel offended by this, we're going to change it for you. That would be the smartest thing for the current team. That'd be the smartest thing going forward. If I was Steve Sarkeesian, I would jump on my office table and heartily recommend that because a report isn't going to change feeling and it became such a divisive issue that a report is not going to change how the issue is viewed by the current players and the recruits and the african-americans on that campus
1: yeah and i agree i mean they got a and my guess is that the players well i don't know i mean they they certainly could have felt the pressure from people who love the song too much and it's like why do you love that song too much right? So this is a big thing. They got to listen to their players, but if nothing else, you don't require anybody to do anything. And if they uh, if they if they uh dump the song, which would be my recommendation, you know, I'm looking. Best songs about Texas, Amarillo by Morning. I don't know. <laughs> Good George Strait. Yeah. Luke and Back, Texas. That's kind of a slow, sad one. God bless yeah. Texas. Songs about Texas. There's actually a song about called Songs About <laughs> Texas. <laughs> Texas that- when I die. All my exes live in Texas. <laughs> there you go. If you're going to play in Texas by Alabama. Yeah, that might I get mean, there's a lot of beautiful Texas by Willie Nelson. El Paso by Marty Robbins. Huh? Mentions Rose's Cantina. Great place. Let's say there's a large library, audio library to choose from there. The streets of Laredo. Huh? Nothing more <laughs> Texas than the streets of Laredo.
0: You could actually turn it into a positive and get a diverse group of artists who were in Austin or what graduated from Texas, of course, to come up with a song,
2: sure. And you it should sure
0: be more representative of the athletes than a hundred year old song with
1: ties to a minstrel show. just that, don't that,
2: make it like the Notre Dame rap song. Remember that from a few years oh, ago? That was bad,
1: but like, I've been working on the railroad. This is what you're like clinging to, yeah, yeah. Right. All right. Anyway, interesting. There is perspective to it. All right, well, uh, let me get to this, because this is really, I, I don't know what to make of this, but if it if it breaks bad, we're really not going to care what song anyone's whistling. <laughs> Headline, LiveScience.com, first ever, quote, space hurricane detected over the North Pole. A <laughs> space hurricane. First ever. Can we define a space hurricane? I don't know what this hurricane? is, but I'm concerned. <laughs> I don't like the sound of it. For the first time, astronomers have detected a powerful, what other? How else would a space hurricane be? (laughs) Gentle giant. 600-mile-wide hurricane of plasma. Plasma. In the Earth's upper atmosphere, a phenomenon they're calling a, quote, space hurricane. It raged for nearly eight hours on August 20th, 2014. What? twenty? Wait, wait, wait. We're just hearing about this? I didn't <laughs> this has been buried longer than the Les Miles stuff. <laughs> what? <laughs> we didn't want to embarrass the North Pole.
0: <laughs> no, we don't the, want to embarrass the North. The North Pole had gotta... won uh, three continent championships. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: apparently the scientists who do this are yeah, maybe Les can get a job over there. No one will say a word. <laughs> uh, made from a tangled mess of magnetic field lines and fast flying solar wind. The hurricane was invisible to the naked eye. However, four weather satellites that passed over the North Pole detected a formation not unlike a typical terrestrial hurricane, the study authors wrote. Thoughts? I don't even know what this means. <laughs> Instead of raining water, it rained electrons directly into the Earth's upper atmosphere. I don't, wow. This isn't good, is it?
2: <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad we survived now that we know seven years later that we were at risk. Of this plasma hurricane. And again, I don't get the plasma part of this. Somebody's gonna, you know, I, I it's obviously not human plasma, it's some other kind of plas- electronic plasma, whatever, atmospheric plasma. But still, I don't like this idea of a North Pole hurricane of any kind. We've got enough problems at the poles. You've heard about the polar ice caps being under siege and melting and stuff. We don't need to add a hurricane to the mix. I, I feel like we're, we're clinging to our polar integrity at this point. Yeah, I don't know why you brought
0: this to our attention. Look, can we just have an NSA tournament before we have another global disaster? All right, is that too much to ask? No, we're canceling like this of one, too. Five games, okay? Like, give us three weeks. Bring all your disasters in mid-April. We'll be ready for them then. Just give us a couple weeks to have some basketball to watch in the middle of the day. All right? Well,
1: this is old news. Old news. Look, we have the Miami Hurricanes. We have the Tulsa Golden Hurricanes. Now we got the North Pole Space Hurricanes. <laughs> it is a catchy little name. Remember when Trump was going to buy Greenland? We're like, we got oh, U- yeah. University of Green-, Green University of Greenland getting the NSA basketball. Like, would they be in America East? Who would try to get them?
0: I bet hey, the, the Nook Props will go. They'll try to go to uh, yeah. Greenland or North Pole. U. that's uh, get some get some hush money from Santa.
1: The, the Nook <laughs> TV market. <laughs>
0: We got Rudolph, uh, Rudolph at, uh, playing nickel.
2: <laughs> Hush money from
1: Santa. Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't know. Could be good. Greenland. That guy Greenland. would shake down of...
0: Santa. If you listen to green... that tape, he would definitely shake down Santa. The, the, Santa the green... gives
1: out free gifts all the time. He's like the NCA probation waiting to happen.
0: Yeah, but Santa's got some graft in the background, too. You know what I mean? There's some dark money around Santa. Oh, (laughs) definitely.
1: Him and Mrs. Claus live pretty nicely up there. (laughs) For people, all they do is give stuff
2: away, right? Yeah. Everything's too good to be true. And what are Santa? these
1: elves getting paid? This seems rather <laughs> sweatshop. Sweatshop. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. They're they they're supposedly singing and happy while they're doing their work, but we don't know that. We yeah. don't know. Have we interviewed? Has Peter them? checked in on the reindeer? Yeah, exactly. There
2: so, you go. They have, they have not let have the media a, in to, to observe. That's for sure.
1: Santa could give anybody anything that he could he could drop off Mercedes to every single top recruit because he has a pre-existing relationship. He's been giving them gifts. By the rule rulebook, Santa is like the greatest booster you could have. I've been giving this kid presents since he was born. Get out of here, NCAA investigator.
2: Oh, my God.
0: There you go. I just thought it would be kickbacks in the cookie industry. Imagine the cookie black market in December.
2: He'd own it for months,
1: right? Uh, 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 The Girl Scout cookies are releasing the Santa tapes to to bust him. (laughs) (laughs) The space hurricanes could be a power with their one influential booster. (laughs) <laughs> that's it. The North
2: Pole Space Hurricanes. They Yeah, they'd have to play in the same conference with Maine. They'd have home and home with Maine. Yeah, right? Keep like
1: Pickens and, uh, and uh, Phil Knight. Get out of Santa. Get a yeah.
0: real booster.
1: Sully and Dan are going to be betting on them next year. All right. What do we got? 12 and a half over Presbyterian. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to bet FCS this weekend, but we'll discuss our game of the week on Thursday. We'll do conference tournament preview. Plus next week, we are going to have a big NCAA bracket reveal show, all of that, lots to do. So you better subscribe, share us on social media. Continue listening. We thank you all. Talk to you later.